The Demons Within is proudly supported by Black Ruse Entertainment. This podcast contains explicit language and deals with confronting issues of mental health that may be triggering for some listeners. If you are having any problems, please contact Lifeline on 13 11 14. How can metal stop you from feeling like an outcast? What role does metal play in our changing moods? And does heavy metal promote alcoholism? We answer these questions on today's podcast, The Demons Within. Thank you for tuning in, guys. It is Liam Frost-Camilleri here sitting with my good friend Dante from Nabarus. How are you, man? Hey, man. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Doing good. We might start by you talking a little bit about maybe your first experiences with heavy metal and, you know, what sort of led you to go down the path of heavy metal to begin with? Oh, dude, that's an, that's an easy question to answer. It's like literally, so you know how like when you're growing up, you got your mum's side music and your old man's side music. Yep, yep. Yeah. All right. So whenever we get into the car with mum, it would always be fucking Robbie Williams. That's why I've grown to hate Robbie Williams so much. And same with my brother's. It's just fucking torture. But then we then we hop in the car with dad and you're freaking listening to metal music like Korn, Metallica and shit like that, dude. It's just so fucking awesome. And we just listen to that all the time. Yeah. So that's where it, that's where it kind of started, really. All right. So so it's a, it's more of a family influence then. Like y- your dad listened to it, you gravitated towards it because you weren't so fond of Robbie Williams and then that sort of led you down the path? Yeah, yes. Pretty much. That's the moral of the story there. Nabarus is quite a sort of melodic death metal and sort of metalcore sort of side. What made you gravitate towards heavier music? Well, back in the day, you know, we'd be listening to Linkin Park, Corn and all that. They're not like the heaviest side of it. But it's like you, you get the introduction to the kind of screaming technique instead of the James Hetfield, yeah. Um, <laughs> so then uh, we came across, you know, you play your car games and all that and you'll have some metal music on there sometimes. And then I got, um, my brother got this Nintendo Wii and I decided to get Guitar Hero 3 for it. Oh, right. So, you know, so that, you know, Guitar Hero 3 has the, uh, through the fire and the flames, has Take This Life by In Flames in it, on it. So that's where it kind of all began. That's where we all kind of found out about In Flames. And then In Flames was probably like the first melodic death metal band I probably listened to. Yep, yep. So it just kept building up and building up. And then, you know, you listen to stuff like Arch Enemy. And then I kind of go around to the other side of new metal, like uh, Slipknot and things like that. And like Mudvayne. Anyway, because I started listening to Trivium in about year eight, year nine, because my brother found him through mates. And I was so I was so hooked on the trivia, man. Trivia was sick. Like this was like the Shogun era. I'm noticing that a lot of the ones that you're gravitating towards are more of those melancholic sort of ones. You know what I mean? Like I, I think Trivium has a bit of a melancholic streak. Um, so does um In Flames definitely, Doctor Inquility definitely. Like they all have that real longing sort of feel to them. Did that sort of speak to your sentiments at all in terms of you know who you were growing up? Oh uh, well, like you know, growing up, I've always faced a battle depression and i always i often gravitate towards the songs that impact me on an emotional level yeah okay there's a, a song off the shogun album from trivium called uh those of perdition and i'm just like these lyrics are just so sick i just i just can hear hear them feeling with me you know what i mean so there was sort of a connection there with the lyrics like do you, do you always focus on the lyrics like is that one of the things that you do when you're listening to music 
Yeah, lyrics are a big part of what I listen to. If I don't, if I can't understand the lyrics, I'll go look them up and I'll research into the song. What does this song mean and all that and see where the actual person, where they wrote it and how they got their connection with the song and why they wrote it. That's a really interesting perspective because some people do it because of the music flavoring, whereas you're doing it in order to get a connection with it, like clearly. Don't get me wrong. It's like I do have an emotional connection with the way the instruments are also played. Yep. It's the way the chords work with the lyrics as well and the vocal so that's it's just it, it all gels together you can't have one without the other yeah yeah for sure so you were saying that you had some trouble with mental health how did music play into that really helped me uh in crap times i will admit i'm often not the best songwriter but i've, I've written some pretty good riffs and i've written some pretty good lyrics i've brought up to lads before and i haven't finished them but i really should but it's, it's, it's a tricky one because it's after a certain amount of time, it's, you've used it as a, an emotional outlet. It doesn't start to work anymore, if you know what I mean. No, no, go into more detail. What, what do you mean by it stops working? So if you focus on something so much, like you would say, if you just play guitar every day because it's such a big emotional outlet for you, it just starts to fade and then you have to find something new. And then it's like I have to constantly be doing something different to channel my emotions so I am stable. That's interesting. So it's almost like you have to increase the intensity in order to get the same release. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Music still helps a shitload with my mental health. It's it's like it's, it's at a point where if I wake up really shit one morning and I'm like, if I don't feel like playing guitar, then it won't really help me, will it? So I'll wake up and I'll start playing. I'm just like, this isn't doing anything. So I'll have to do something else. But if one morning I am feeling like shit, but I feel like playing music as an emotional outlet, then I'll, I'll be fine. It's like when you feel so much anger and you want to punch a punching bag. That's what it's like. And you punch the shit out of that punching bag and after it, you feel so much relief. Yeah, okay. So so for you, um, music is is clearly that outlet that you need in order to feel somewhat stable. Yeah, definitely. If, if I had no music or no guitars, nothing in my life like that, I would probably, I'd probably be dead, to be honest. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Music is such a huge impact in my life. Yeah. So why do you think it's a choice of metal, though? Like, why, why wouldn't it be like you know, folk rock or Latino music or something like that. Like, why Why is it metal that, that is the thing that gives you the release? What I find with metal music is you can have such a wide spectrum of emotions, but you can have happy metal music. You can have sad and depressing metal music. You can have angry metal music. So whatever you're feeling, you can channel your emotions into that song and be like, fuck, this really fills me right now. Do you reckon there's a feeling of comfort there, you know, sort of going back to when you were younger? Yeah, sometimes. Like, you know, there are simpler times I wish I could go back to. It's, it's definitely a connection there. Sometimes some certain songs, it's just like smells. A certain smell will be, oh, yep, we're going back to that memory now. The same with songs and music. It's like, oh, that song just reminds me of that memory. So it's like it, we used to always play a certain two tracks in the car. It was from Metallica's Garage, Inc., like the covers, and it was Whiskey in the Jar and Astronomy. Those two songs, I can guarantee if I listen to those songs, it would just bring back memories of us driving to my old man's place in the car of my two brothers and my old man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would you say to somebody who, would, who uh, you know, might be listening to this and thinking to themselves, how can heavy metal evoke a positive emotion in, in such a way? You don't really want to force that on someone, but it's it's 
all up to your emotional connection of what you want to listen to, to be honest. It's, um, it's, it's something that one person has to figure out for themselves, I would say. It's like I, I, could, I could throw a positive metal song to them. The sadder, more melancholic music can also have its place, you think? Definitely. If uh, somebody was having a down day, I would be like, hey, man, you should probably listen to this tune. You might connect to it. It's like you, you never know. So that's an experience that clearly you've you've had before. What What's a track that you, aside from the one you were mentioning about Trivium before, what, what are some of the tracks that you've connected with before that have helped you in, in your darkest times? Uh, one of them, a huge one. This is going to about... Um, Year 11, year 12, Northlane, Quantum Flux, that song just helped me to an extent that I probably play that, I've probably played that song over 2,000 times from year 11 to 12 to now. It's such a great song. So what does it, what does it mean to you? Like, what does it give you that other, other songs can't? The lyrics in it, it's like, can't you see that love is all around you? It's like that song, it's just like, just float. It's one of those songs you can just float in the water, hopefully with waterproof headphones. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you can just float there listening to that song because it's just mentioning about this fluctuation of life that's all around you and it's your life and you can experience it how you want. It's your dimension. And it's just like, that is really comforting, especially the lyrics in that song. It's almost like a, a belief system that you're connecting to there. Like it's not just the song and the lyrics and the bits and pieces. It's an overall feeling or almost a way of being more than just listening to a song. Would that be fair, do you think? Yeah, definitely. I reckon if you have a certain connection with a song, just I have this weird thing. If I listen to a song and I feel a connection to it, I just listen to it over and over and over and over and over again like later in life and be like, fuck, that brings back some really good memories of like, you know, changing myself, you know, it's, it's just, it's such a good outlet. So when you talk about changing yourself, what, what are the sorts of changes that you've had to make and how has music played a role in helping you make those changes? Well, you know, uh, at the moment, currently in the present, it's like, you know, I've been working on my fitness side. I've been working of, you know, being sober, which is good. And if I didn't have music for any of that, it probably wouldn't be possible. If I didn't have my bandmates as well, that would probably not be possible as well. And they're really proud of me of the direction I'm going at the moment. So, because back in the probably, let's go back a year or two, they would have to literally punch or knock the sense into me to, you know, get help or just knock the knock out of it. You know, if I didn't have those guys in my life, and she, I don't know where I would be. It's they just they've played a huge part in my life as well, my bandmates. So you're talking about a community of metalheads there. Clearly, the thing that you have in common with the rest of your bandmates, and and you know, living in Melbourne, I think you know, if if you're a metalhead and not in a band, you're not really a metalhead. Um, how do you think that's impacted you over your life? I mean, have there been times when you haven't been in a band and it's been harder? Definitely, I always felt like I was an outcast in a primary and high school. Like I didn't. Like, I won't say I didn't have any friends. I have lots of friends, but I didn't feel like I belonged. So, metal music did make me feel comfortable. Like, I could just sit by myself at lunchtime and just, you know, listen to metal music and I'll be fine. 
But if I didn't have that music then, I would just feel anxious and just completely lost. So it's kind of cool, though, that afterwards you sought a group. Yeah, well, it's funny because I went to uni in Melbourne for music. I commuted every day from Ballarat to Melbourne. And if I didn't go to that uni, I would not be in Nabarus. From the person you felt like quite an outcast when you were in primary and secondary school, to go into uni and be quite accepted by this group must have been a pretty amazing feeling. It was fucking awesome. It feels like I've actually got a sincere group of friends that I can actually call a family. It's just so good I can open up to them about anything. It's They're always there for me. I remember one point in time I was going through a really rough patch probably about three years ago and... I was like in the middle of the night and I was really, really drunk and I called Amma, which is our vocalist, and I was just bawling my eyes out just telling him that I just wanted to give up and shit. And he was tired, mind you. He was so tired. He, you could, I could even tell it in his voice and I was pissed drunk. But he was there to support me through it and, you know, he talked to me through it and just made me feel good about myself. Yeah, that's amazing. Amazing that he was there for, there for you during that time. Uh, well, when I'm at low, point of low, I don't really find that music helps me. It fuels my depression when I'm that low. It makes it worse, so especially the type of music I like to listen to when I'm that low. Well, it's interesting to sort of talk about how you're sort of opposites to that. Some people talk to me about how heavy music helps them to exercise the emotion and get to the other side of it, whereas other people tell me how sometimes heavy metal um, can make things more difficult for them depending on where they are at that time. Well, yeah, if I, if I was listening to something like Quantum Flux, if I'm that low, which at that point my mindset is completely the upper, other side of the spectrum, so I'm like, I don't want to listen to that, I would probably be feeling better. <laughs> Does heavy metal support a drinking culture, do you think? Well, it, what what doesn't support a drinking culture? <laughs> it's like you go to the footy, you drink beer. You go to the pub, you drink beer. You you go to a freaking Robbie Williams concert. I can guarantee you there'll be people drinking. So uh, I don't really think it's a drinking culture, but it it does worth more that way. But it can be a lot worse. You've been on a bit of a path to become sober and done a really good job around that, especially considering we're in these COVID times and. Things are a little bit difficult and it's harder to connect with people. What's spurred you on? What What's made you think, you know, this is something I really want for myself and something I want to continue to do? Well, actually, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because um, alcoholism is a fucking really scary place. Like, it, it is fucking scary. It's like, oh, no, alcohol is fine. Well, no, it's not. Look, what, look at the fucking path you're going down. You, you're lost. You are absolutely fucked out of your mind every night because of substance abuse, which is alcohol. Because I've been dealing with depression, I reckon, probably since when I was in grade four when I found I had diabetes, to be honest. I've ever I've felt different and an outcast ever since then. And it just kept growing and growing and growing. Anyway, and I've, lived, I've believed that as soon as I had that option to be able to drink alcohol legally, it's where I just turned to. And I'm just like, oh, shit. Well, I've dived in too deep now, so I may as well keep drinking. And it just kept feeling the depression, really. It's almost like your depression was causing a hole and you were drinking to try to fill it. Yeah. And so I went to uni and I would literally be one of those people that go, like, I'll just get off at Southern Cross Station. I would go to the fucking bottle in the uh, Woolworths up there and buy a bottle, pour that half into my thing and then pour the rest of Coke and drink that and I'd get drunk at uni and that. 
and it was absolutely horrific. It was scary. Now that I look back at it now, like I didn't know back then, but I was, it was fucking scary. Yeah, you felt out of control. Oh, definitely. I've been out of control with alcohol for ages. I think the issues that you had with depression and feeling like an outcast and alcoholism is one that a lot of people are going to be able to relate to. And I'm hoping that that can help people feel like it's okay to talk about it. It's okay to go get help. Hey, you know, this guy's going through a similar thing to me and this is how he was dealing with it. And I think that's going to be a really powerful thing. So thank you for sharing that. That's all. The funny thing is about that is I've had work colleagues say it's an inspiration what I'm doing. I've had people Snapchat and message me saying they're going to quit drinking as well. I'm just like, well, it's an honor that I can help encourage that. But I just like, yeah, it's great. It's, it's awesome. Like, I'm glad they're doing it. Dante, thank you so much for joining me today. And uh, Thanks, look, Rusty. Catch Nabarus anytime that you're around. Listen to their music, catch a show. And yeah, and again, thanks, thanks for coming on the show. No worries. And make sure you listen to Fallen Resist as well. They, they're a pretty good band. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, good. If this podcast has been triggering for you in any way, please seek help by calling Lifeline on 13 11 14.